a beautiful song. Thank you. What a blessing we have on having a tremendous and a wonderful worship team. And what a blessing it is for us to have a tremendous and wonderful family that we can gather with at our church. And even though today... Uh, we are in the midst of a pandemic. It's so good to see a few of you here today, and everyone's wearing their masks, and everyone's uh, keeping safe, and what a blessing it is that we can do this. And thank you for being so responsive uh, for, uh, uh, or during this time. We are going to look into the second Sunday of Advent, which is a beautiful time for us to be reminded of the presence of God in our world. And as we prepare, today we're going to be talking about Elizabeth's song. Now, Elizabeth is a, uh, another character of the Christmas story or the, the Advent story. And the book of Luke starts with uh, several stories in preparation for the birth of Jesus. And this is one of those stories. And the title for today's message is Elizabeth's song. A teenager went with his friends to a movie theater. You know, some of us remember movie theaters from before COVID, uh, but this was before COVID, and the teenager went with his friends to the movie theater, and, and the lights came down. He went to get some popcorn, and he came back, and, and it was so dark, he couldn't see anyone. So he started going around and saying, hey, does anyone recognize me? Does anyone recognize me? And hoping one of their friends was saying, hey, I recognize you. But, you know, pulling a prank, they said no. So they were quiet and he just sat by himself. We want to be recognized, don't we? You know, especially when we meet someone who we've met before. We want to be remembered. We want to know that they remember our name, that they recognize us. And many times we have uh, situations in which people do not recognize us. Just this past um, just this past week, I, I was in a restaurant, and I was leaving, I recognized someone, and they were all eating without their masks, of course, but I had my mask on, and I started waving, and they looked at me like I was some crazy, strange person. I had my hat on, so they were looking at me like, who's that? So I, I had to, like, take off my mask, Pastor Sam, then I put it back on, and everyone just... You know, just cheering and saying, hey, how you doing? And everything, you know, because with the masks, it's really hard to recognize people. And the thing about recognition is that we use the data, we use the information we already know. So if we do not have the information or, or if we only get to see part of someone's face, it's very hard to recognize. Well, today we're going to be talking about the first person that recognized Jesus. The first person that recognized Jesus as the Son of God. So the book of Luke starts with, with the story of the birth of Jesus. And it starts the story with a priest in the temple. His name is Zechariah. And he goes to the temple. And at the temple, an angel shows up and tells him, Zechariah, you're going to have a son. I know you're old, I know you've been trying all your life, I know your wife is old, but you are about to have a son. You name him John, for he is the one who will announce. And last Sunday we talked about Zechariah. He is the one that will announce the Son of God. And then he went home, and I'm assuming because he lost his voice and possibly his earring, I'm assuming he wrote down to his wife Elizabeth, 
you know, what the angel said. And she is going to name him John. Now, six months after she's pregnant, and if you've seen someone that is six months pregnant, their, their belly is quite noticeable. Six months after that, Mary receives a visit from the angel. And the angel tells her that there's going to be, uh, that, that she's going to be pregnant. And she said, how is that even possible? I'm a virgin. And said, the Holy Spirit will take care of that. And then the angel tells her something very interesting. Elizabeth, your relative, is pregnant. And her child will announce your child. So the angel tells her, and she prepares herself and goes to visit Elizabeth. Now, some believe that she's possibly a, a distant cousin or, or even an aunt, but, but she's a relative. And as she goes, something beautiful unfolds. And that's the story we're going to read today. So if you stand with me and open your Bibles to the book of Luke, we're going to go into chapter 1, the very first chapter. And at the end of, um, a little bit of in the middle of the, the chapter, uh, we will read this story. Chapter 1, verse 39. We're going to read all the way to 45. Thus say the word of the Lord. At this time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Father, we thank you for this passage. We pray that you would speak to us. And today, as we open our hearts for your word, we pray that you'll bless us with your presence. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So this story is a beautiful story about Mary, the mother of Jesus, encountering Elizabeth, the mother of John, and what unfolds. And the first thing that we see and what this passage tells us is that when God is at work, when God does something amazing, He always makes sure to confirm that. He confirms His work through others. He confirms His work through miracles. He is always confirming His actions. God's work is always being confirmed. God's work brings confirmation. Now, the angel Gabriel told Mary that she was going to conceive a child. She was, she was going to give birth to, to the Messiah, to the Son of God. And she knew that the angel told her was truth because she felt it. She felt it in her womb. There was something very special. So there was that physical confirmation. But then the greater confirmation was when she went to another woman who was expected. And, and she spent that time with Elizabeth. And that time, and the moment she comes in, God confirms everything he has done. Not only to Mary, but to Elizabeth. 
And that's how the song comes. Now, Elizabeth is the mother of John, and John is announcing the end of an era, the era of the Old Testament, the era of the people of Israel who were expecting this Messiah. He is announcing the end. Now we do not have to wait. He is here. And Mary is bringing a child who is ushering into a new generation, into a new era. An era that the Savior is here, but the Savior is here for us. Not just to to save the people of Israel, but to save all of us. And the beauty of this passage is that Elizabeth recognizes that. She says, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? She is so blessed. And then she says this. As soon as the sound of your greeting, as soon as Mary entered the room and said probably the word of greeting that they always say, which is shalom, As soon as you said shalom, my baby leapt. I was talking to my daughter Isabel about it, and she asked me, how is it that he he jumps in in the womb? Well, ask mom. (laughs) I, I, I don't know the physics of that. So she asked mom, and mom said, well, the baby moves, and he jumps. And I found out babies have hiccups. In the womb, and I found out babies do all different kind of things. And I told Isabel she was very good at kicking because I felt it every so often. So babies have a life inside of the womb. And the first child to recognize Jesus, the first person to recognize Jesus was an unborn baby. Just by hearing the words of Mary, he felt the presence of the Son of God in a room and he leapt for joy. An unborn child felt the presence of another unborn child. This is the greatest confirmation that he truly is the Son of God. Because God had prepared John to announce the coming of Jesus and Jesus prepared our way to the coming or to, the, to, to our salvation. So this leap brought a confirmation. Larry King, that uh, famous uh, interviewer, uh, was asked, who would you like to interview in your life? And he said, I would love to interview Jesus. You do? What questions would you ask? He said, the first question I would ask Jesus is, Were you born from the Virgin Mary? Was your mother a virgin? Because that would confirm that he is who he is. Well, that's a a lack of faith. Because out of over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament prove that Jesus is the Lord, being born out of a virgin is just one of the many that he fulfilled. So when we look into this passage, we realize that God is always confirming. And he confirms his work through many means and many ways. 
And what we see here is that even though Elizabeth speaks to Mary and saying, blessed are you, you are a woman who is blessed, she is not saying that Mary should have all the attention. By the contrary, what she's saying is that Mary is blessed because of her son. It's all about Jesus. The story of Christmas is all about It's all about Jesus. He's the main character in the entire story, which is very interesting because he's just a baby. He's not even talking. The only thing he does is soil himself and cry. That's all babies do. But the whole story is around him. The whole story is about him. And Mary is blessed, not because she said yes to to the angel, not because she is pregnant, not because God chose her. She is blessed because of Jesus. Because Jesus was present in her. And what a beautiful thing it is when we think that it's all about Jesus. It was never about, about anything else or anyone else. But the problem was that when she comes before Elizabeth, she wanted to have the confirmation, not that she was blessed, but that the child in her was truly the Messiah. And once again, it was confirmed. The first thing she did after speaking to the angel, and and of course to Joseph, her soon-to-be husband, was to go to Elizabeth. Because she needed that one-on-one interaction. They need that older person to lead her. She's very likely a teenager. Talking about teenagers, I read of a study that they made of teenagers. And they interviewed uh, uh, thousands of teenagers and asked them about, you know, what led them to live the kind of life they have. You know, some of them had some disasters, some issues and, and problems. And what happened was, as they were asking, they found out That those teenagers that had two or even three adults beyond their parents, beside their parents that they could talk to, those who had an adult that they could speak to, that they could open up to, were those that had the ability to experience a safer and a better way of life. They were the ones that were not in trouble. They were the ones that were able to handle the situations that came into their lives. It is very important that teenagers have adults that relate to them, to just listen to them. They don't need to give them advice because, well, to be truth, uh, to, to speak the truth, it's not like teenagers are wanting to have their advice to follow it. They just need someone to talk to, someone to listen. But if they don't have anyone to listen, they'll talk to one another and make their own mistakes. And this is very important. And that's why Mary went to Elizabeth to glean from her wisdom. Also, she's been pregnant for six six months before, so she knew a little bit more about being pregnant. So there's a lot to be said about the relationship that we have with one another. But it's all about Jesus. So what are we to do? We are to look at the confirmation for God's work. We're always to look at how God is confirming 
his work in our lives. At the elementary school, the teachers were called in for a, a meeting, and Mr. Smith's class was always the most rambunctious and loud class, and he knew that, and he wasn't too happy about heading over and going to, to see his, his class, but then the meeting was necessary, so he was in a meeting and he could hear the kids in his classroom just getting louder. And he recognized Susie's voice. And now Susie's always the one that's the ringleader. So she's always bringing everyone in trouble. So he gets into the intercom and said, Susie, sit down and be quiet. The whole classroom got really quiet. Susie sat down. Everyone sat down. And then you could hear Susie's voice. Okay, God. Many times we're looking for confirmation and we wish that God would just come and speak and tell us what, what we needed to know. Many times we've, we wish that God would just let us, you know, hear him and, and, and tell us in, in a significant and a special and specific way. But today we look into this passage and realize that God does speak, but it speaks through others. We, we see that God does speak, but He speaks through our hearts. You know, when we learn from Gabriel that she is about to, to have a child, she could freak out and say, not me. But she was willing to say yes. She was willing to accept. She was willing to be led by God. And that is in itself a confirmation. Mary said yes, and God did amazing things. So let me ask you, what has God asked you to do that you may say yes to? What is God calling you to do that you are afraid of doing because you're not sure how to do it or how to go about it? Because God is calling us, each one of us, for something. It could be as specific as calling someone, or it could be as general as ministering to, to a group of people. But whatever God is calling us to do, He will confirm it. Has He confirmed to Elizabeth, and has He confirmed to Mary? And when He confirms, we come out in song and say, Blessed are you, not because of what you have done, Blessed are you because Jesus is in your life. Because Jesus is a part of your life. So we are to share what God has done in our lives. We are to share what God has done. Now, Zechariah wasn't able to share what the angel told him. He wasn't able to speak. Possibly not even able to hear, to listen. So he probably just got into a room and closed himself off away from people because he couldn't talk. That, that for me would be the greatest sacrifice, not being able to talk to people. I love talking to people. But when Mary sees Elizabeth, and she says the word shalom, and she greets, the confirmation is done in both Mary, who sees Elizabeth pregnant, as the angel had told her, the confirmation comes to Elizabeth, as she experiences the child leaping, 
jumping in our womb. So when God calls us, he will lead us into seeing that there is truly a movement of God in our lives. And he will confirm it through others. He confirm it through his scripture, through his word, and he will confirm it in our lives. We are blessed. And when we consider ourselves Christians, we are what the word is, makaria, happy. We are blessed that God is a part of our lives. So we just share what he has done. We just share what he has said to us. We just share how we have peace. We don't have to share what the scripture says. We don't have to condemn others or we don't have to, to, to go ahead and, and start saying what they're doing is wrong. All we have to do is what God has done in our lives. So what we share is the blessedness that we have experienced. What we share is what God has done. So we are blessed in walking with God. So we share our blessing. Recognizing Jesus in our lives. So others may recognize Jesus in our lives. So I would like to conclude with a, with a challenge. I want to challenge you to encourage someone. This week, encourage someone in their spiritual walk. You know, a spiritual walk is always a difficult thing to, to do. And, and a lot of people are discouraged because of all the things that are happening and they're not being able to, to, to experience church as they used to. They're not being able to do the things that they used to. But whatever the case, let's share with others about our spiritual walk. Let's encourage others in their spiritual walk, helping them in their journey, lifting them up and letting them know that they're not alone. Letting them know that they are blessed because Jesus is a part of their lives. So, as we remember that holy night, as we remember that moment when Jesus came into this earth, that we may have life and we, have may, and we may have life eternal, let us remember the holy night that has lifted us and gave us the ability to be called children of God. I'd like to ask the worship team to come forward as we conclude with a word of prayer and as we conclude with a beautiful song as well. Father in heaven, we thank you for the joy, the joy we have. We thank you for the hope. We thank you, Father, for, for the peace. But we also thank you, Father, that you have been so good that you have given us your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that in all this time of Advent, as we experience your movement in the life of the world and in the preparation of your son's birth, that we see ourselves in a story of God, a story that has come true, that we may have access to the Father. And Father, for those who have... Uh, struggled in their faith, those who need encouragement. May we be sources of light and of hope and of blessing in their lives that they may see Jesus Christ in us and recognize that we have the Son of God as a part of our lives, in our hearts, in our lives. We praise you, Father. And as we look into this holy night, 
prepare us for not only the birth of your son Jesus, but for our communion, our relationship with him. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would everyone like to stand and sing with us? May God the Father created each and every single one of us. Be with you in a mighty and powerful way. May his son Jesus Christ who was born on that beautiful night and who died on that cross that we may have access to the Father. And may the Holy Spirit who speaks to us, who fills us as he did many years ago, Elizabeth, be with you not only now but until he comes. Go in peace as you celebrate that holy night. Amen.